You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on the Telly Award-winning Cooligans, uh, we are award winners now. We're excited because we're going to be talking about the Europa League final, the aftermath of that, the coaching carousel that's happening in Europe, and the U.S. men's national team upcoming roster. That's right. Plus, what an honor for Mike Ryan Ruiz to talk to us, award-winning <laughs> podcast and television show. Plus, we talked to him about Chelsea being in the Champions League final. He hasn't seen it yet. Let's see how uh, how much we can annoy him by roasting him from start to finish. That and more today on the Cool Again. Yo, it's me, Dave Rianich here, and I've been hanging out with the Cooligans, having a nice, and I hope you've been having a nice too. D Rose, <laughs> come on. <laughs> okay, yeah, a little bit of a different uh, introduction. I, it, it's funny because when you said uh, I heard uh, D Rose, like Dwayne D Rosario, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's what I'm. He's just, I just want to give a shout out to the Scarborough legend himself. <laughs> no, Derek Rose, turning back the clock, baby. It was a beautiful thing. Did you see to the see. scenes, bro? <laughs> you, you thought Knicks won the damn World Cup. <laughs> the Knicks won the European Super League, son. Okay, yeah. It was a, it was a tough uh, World Cup final between the Knicks and the Chicago Fire. Uh, <laughs> absolutely fascinating. Everybody, welcome to the Cooligans. This is a soccer show, I promise. Uh, my name is Christian Polanco. That's right. My name is Alexis. Most improved player, Jonathan Randall Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> it's my government. I don't know why I'm saying my you government. Said, you said Jonathan Randall, not Julius. Uh, J- Randall. Julius Randall, my bad. Jonathan Randall is a comedian. Jonathan that we Randall know. is a comedian. We both know. Yeah. Oh, ridiculous. Oh, Julius like, Randall, my bad. Look at this. Off you know what's funny? Rim. I just texted with Jonathan Randall like three days ago. That's the problem. Anyway, look, Alexis is uh, uh, excited about the Knicks. He doesn't even know who plays for the damn I team. I don't huh? care. Bring me Derek. Uh, Tulip or whatever my guy's <laughs> name is, so I could thank him myself. <laughs> we're ex- look, we're uh, we're excited about the New York Knicks <laughs> winning. Obviously, we are Knicks fans. Uh, bodying but, uh, Atlanta. We have- we, that's right, Atlanta United fans. I said bodying. You saw how <laughs> you saw how Trey Young goes. I'll see you in the A. He must have meant. L.A. Because we're going to hand him this L and then he's going to go on vacation. All right, play, all right, Playboy. Wow. Okay. I mean, look, it was a bit of a stretch. Did you pull something, Alexis? <laughs> uh, maybe that's why I said Jonathan Randall. It works. We, uh, yes, thank you everybody for joining us. We are your favorite stand-up comedians uh, that host the funniest soccer show uh, right here on Football Sports Network. Uh-huh. And we're also the gulliest. Everybody knows that. That's we're also right. the most. The most Knicks gonna win the first roundest. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Look, it, it was it, it's just shocking to see one a full Madison Square Garden fans out, outside the stadium uh, celebrating uh, like absolute maniacs. Bruh, uh, you super know, spreader it, event. Chef yeah. thought of vaccinated people. Part who came of it, out. it's exciting. It's embarrassing. <laughs> you know? uh, it's, it's in a combination of both. But we're obviously, you know, the NBA is a better league when the Knicks are successful. We all know that. Okay. Bruh, I mean, LeBron even said that. LeBron said it's a better league when the Knicks are winning. 
Well, maybe okay. you should have come here, LeBron. <laughs> we could have been you doing could, this a couple years ago. Okay, you could have fixed that a lot quicker. Uh, <laughs> Taking you to town to goddamn South Beach. <laughs> we have uh, an exciting show today. We're going to be joined uh, a little bit later by Mike Ryan Ruiz of Let's the Levitar Show of uh, Chelsea Miked Up. Uh, just a, a you know a, a sports uh, broadcasting legend. Okay, that nobody works harder in this business than than Mike Ryan Ruiz. Okay, and let so me tell you, we, we filmed this before. The yes. uh, Champions League final. So you're watching this after. So none of us know what happened, but he already has the tension that you would expect of a Chelsea fan going into this. Exactly. Uh, so we'll, we'll catch up with him in a little bit. Let's uh, first let's start with the Europa League final. We mm-hmm. saw that uh, uh, that result. Villarreal, Unai Emery's men win right. in penalties after a missed penalty by... Uh, none other than David De Gea. It's you what everyone should... assumed would happen at the beginning of the match. What was the betting line on that? Some guy put a dollar on David De Gea missing the final penalty and is walking away a millionaire. I don't know how betting works. Yeah, I think basically that's like, uh, you know, I'm a Dogecoin millionaire and all of a sudden. Uh, look, the uh, Manchester United uh, it, probably... Nine times out of ten should be Villarreal. They're much better team, much better players. Uh, the fact that it even got to penalties to begin with, uh, you you saw Un- as soon as Unai Emery used all his five subs within regulation, it was we're trying to hold on to possibly get it to penalties or win, you know, off a set piece. But they, he see, he I did- see it a different way. I saw it as Unai Emery trying to win it in 90 because you don't want to have an extended game against the Manchester United. We looked at this on our Twitch. The value of the clubs, right? Villarreal is like 250 uh, million pounds, let's say, or euros. Uh, Manchester United, three times as much. They're in the 700s. It's a much bigger club. Manchester United finished second in the Premier League. They're already qualified for Champions League. Yeah. Villarreal finished seventh. They needed this. This was mm-hmm. the only way they were. They're the arsenal of this. This was the <laughs> only way they were going to get into Champions League. Unai Emery, who everyone said was a flop in the Premier League, comes out and is an absolute masterclass of how to play against Manchester United. Manchester United absolutely lost this match. Most importantly was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was completely outmanaged in this entire, entire match. And Unai Emery... Deserves all the credit and all the plaudits because he had these guys you've never heard of. I think it was uh, I think it was uh, Aaron West who said it's got to be really frustrating to play against a player like Parejo who has the physical um, you know gifts of a debate you know the captain of the debate team, <laughs> but yet you can't get the ball off of him. You got guys like uh, said who people said couldn't score anywhere he went. You know you got all these guys you mishmash. Of yeah. names Outcast, and people, you know, <laughs> these it's like are they money balling. How they find these people? Uh, and they look, destroyed Manchester United. I mean, look, they 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 couldn't. Uh, Manchester United looked like they they could have applied uh, a, a bit more pressure, but they just like, look whatever. They just couldn't figure them out. Uh, it's frustrating for Manchester United fans, but nonetheless, they they're still uh, in Champions League. And no, it's no, just, enough it, with the positive. Uh, you know, you're like, but everything's going to work out. No, you lost the final. They, <laughs> this is now four years. It's, not, it's four it's, years without a trophy. If if look if Villarreal desperately needed the win, 
Manchester United did not, right? If, if you're making that point, they're already they, in. <laughs> they should have won. Valuable team. It doesn't they matter. Won. I'm not. I'm not debating that. I'm just saying that they need to win. Uh, for uh, outside of just having another trophy, that's all it would have really meant. Not uh, another they're, trophy. They're still in Champions that's League. your job as a manager is to win trophies. It, it is. It, it's still not a bad season, and it's still not a bad Europa League uh, uh, campaign. That's See, now you saying. sound like an Everton fan. <laughs> You're like, whatever. We did. I. The, the, the other thing that came uh, from this was uh, immediately after the game was the 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 racist abuse that Marcus Rashford uh, was dealing with, which is it's 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 always just so strange to me that when fans are upset they're basically i'm mad at a player i'm i'm only mad at the black ones and i only and have look, something to say to the black ones and i'm gonna make it about the fact that he's black <laughs> and not about the fact that he did have kind of a poor game if you said yo you play like shit or you're this or you're that yeah. i'd be like all right i get that why it has to go into racism makes no sense whatsoever and really just out you as a terrible human being I'm I could understand irrational anger, right? I feel like out of the two of us, that's more me. <laughs> um and I can understand being upset at a player that didn't play well or didn't do something when when asked when they're sort of trained and paid to do that. I can understand that anger. I can even understand going so far as to pulling up their account and saying, like, yo, you play like blah blah blah, or I hate you, I wish you were off the team. I get that. But to make it about and I by the way, don't do that. I think it's stupid, but I understand yeah. where that could come from in the in the heat of the moment. Making it about racism. Now you're no longer, now you're no longer upset about the match. Now you're just a terrible human being, and there's zero reason for it. And yeah. honestly, the faster we get that out of the game, and I don't know that there is a way to stop it, but if if these algorithms can tell when I take a picture of the word COVID and put that little note at the bottom, you gotta figure out a way to get exactly. these messages out of here. <laughs> yeah, you know, this the the last point I want to make about this is really we've had a terrible and and traumatic year, especially when it comes to sports. We haven't been able to go be at games, and then now people are back. Now people are thinking everything's back to normal. Uh, let me bring the racism is the thing that should not come back right the right. thing you know we saw it in the nba playoffs russell westbrook dealing with somebody throwing popcorn uh, uh, a knicks fan spitting at uh, uh trey young that this Ridiculous. behavior like we we don't deserve to be back if this is how we're gonna behave that exactly. is the, the, the main point it's like act right the the year that we spent at, at indoors should have been looking within ourselves to how to be better people, better fans, and, and just generally grateful for what we do have. So, uh, yeah, Rashford should not be having to deal with any of this nonsense. All right, everyone thought Zinedine Zidane was going to leave Real Madrid and go straight to Juve, but Juve just re-upped, or they got back together with Allegri. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Where is Zidane going to go? This and now they're a- saying Tottenham is reaching out to Pochettino? <laughs> no! <laughs> Y'all can't do this. Stop getting back with your exes after COVID. <laughs> this is, uh, the, uh, you know, uh, maybe we didn't think the soap opera would even get this ridiculous. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, uh, days of our lives is uh, you're, you're sleeping with who? Yeah. <laughs> Who's baby? Uh, you're the sister. <laughs> bam, bam, you know, I, um, it's so no- funny. Like we used to talk about players. Where are they going to go? Now it's like the managers on top of that is even more of a yeah. soap opera i mean but no i mean we're in the the era of 
of I want to say luxury managers is that the best way to put it where Ooh. there is a there's a <laughs> well, certain is there, ca- is, there, is there leather on this manager <laughs> <laughs> very nice I love this upholstery on the one issue is um the, the like these managers have these these high uh, uh concept philosophies on how the game should be played so they you know you you remove one of these managers and the identity of the club is almost completely missing uh the i mean zidane kind of i'm not as shocked about zidane stepping down i think the that's been rumored since like the beginning of the season at this point look and they had to beg him to come back yeah because of uh i I don't remember who was there before but it was just like a nightmare and yeah and they they needed uh that stability again he he righted uh the ship and uh, so i can understand of him being like you know what this is such a high pressure job how much do I, I can only, my blood pressure can only go up so much. I can only put my hands on my bald head yeah. so many times. Uh, so I could see him just at the at the very least needing a break. It, it just seems strange for Zidane is so tied to, to Real Madrid that it's almost, I, I can't even picture him managing anywhere else because he is, his blood is, uh, is merengue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's shocking to me that, it seemed automatic that he was going to go to uh, Juve, but it just goes to show these in the knows do not know anything. They're in the not know. Really, yeah. got him. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, when when it comes to these kind of moves, I mean, it's really the the uh, Mino Raiola's, the agents, the 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 people behind the scenes that like have all the leverage in this uh, scenario. The Fabrizio Romanos who know who know the right people uh, to, to, to get the correct information. Uh, but then know, that, the, the, that also does bring the question, like, if Allegri, which who Fabrizio Romano reported, is already sort of in agreement with Juve. Yeah. They haven't even fired Pir- Pirlo yet. Where's <laughs> Pirlo's Pirlo reading it? Go? He's like, Fabrizio, come on, bro. T- hey. first. <laughs> <laughs> he's sending him, he sent him two pictures on text, one of his wrists like this, and then one of them further they out. Put, they put the emoji, that emoji, in, in iOS for a reason. Yeah, it was just moment. to send him Fabrizio Romano. <laughs> Pirlo uh, made the request, okay? <laughs> all of a sudden, all of Fabrizio Romano's wine went, went sour. <laughs> How did that happen, man? Pirlo's it's, powerful. It's interesting, even the, the new about Allegri because the, the 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 rumor as soon as Zidane uh, made the announcement it was oh Allegri's in line for Real Madrid but Real Madrid was taking too long to give him an answer so he was like okay well I'm waiting for you I already got something on lock right here you don't uh, know if you're busy Friday you know, night you may say they ready <laughs> my ex is telling me he's gonna break up with his man so I think we can get we're gonna get back together uh-huh. and was like what is <laughs> what is all this okay uh, that is and it just shows the how you know how much uh, nobody knows what's going on and it is very much a, a dominoes need to start falling uh, before people start like making their next moves so uh, speaking of I, nobody I, knowing anything pochettino time to make contact with pochettino psg's like what you talking about make <laughs> yo don't answer your phone <laughs> But Pochettino going back to uh, Tottenham would be uh, kind of uh, you know a big shock. I I think the the uh, is that know, a is that a rumor just to delay Harry Kane leaving because that's what it feels like to maybe, me. Maybe maybe put that in the news. Uh, then Harry Kane is you know rethinking his decision uh, right? about about leaving because buys you uh, more time. Yeah. 
So look, if that's if that's the move, that's the uh, uh, if that's the game, how the game is played. Bro, because- you playing chestnut checkers? Then that's pretty <laughs> fun. That's pretty wild. Okay, <laughs> you know these uh, the the Tottenham uh, Daniel Levy. He looks up at the ceiling and it's Queen's Gambit and the, the <laughs> chess pieces are moving around. Okay, <laughs> so he knows what he's doing. Um, the, the but this is what makes the off season and immediately look the, the Europa League final. It, then everything starts changing because now we know where. Uh, teams are going to be in the in 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 their standing and uh, whether they're going to make the Champions League or not, whether they're going to make Europa League uh, or not. Um, but I could see I, I, even if Pochettino returns, I can't really see, see that as a strong enough reason why Harry Kane should stay. Because even when Pochettino was there, they also did not win consistently. So no, but what, that was that was the closest make. they ever came to winning anything. Um, and again, as an Arsenal fan, I don't want to see Pochettino back because they actually <laughs> looked really good under Pochettino. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, this is somebody's going to be left out of these musical chairs. You know what I mean? Like, you know, not everybody's going to get to go where they want to go. But this is, I, I think, the opportunity when we're talking about luxury managers. Why can't Major League Soccer get one of these luxury managers? The designated manager, a, more of a low pressure <laughs> job. Okay, why don't you come coach FC Cincinnati? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's no relegation, baby. <laughs> What you worried about? You know, with all due respect to Yapstam, I'm just saying. Okay, <laughs> it is. Uh, it, it would be fascinating to see uh, one of these managers really give it a shot. I mean, even uh, um, could you imagine Pirlo in my inner Miami? Okay, I mean Neville's there. Uh, the uh, but it <laughs> he ain't going anywhere. Not for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> they're homies. Um, I, but no, Pirlo managing NYCFC. Let's say right. I you mean, know? Ronnie Dyla's doing a pretty good job, but. Pirlo wants to come back, you know, stand on the sidelines. I think. Who it, wants to explain Tam to Pirlo? This could be an interesting opportunity. Just just the way a a, a big time player uh, comes in, like Beckham changed the league, right? Uh, the the rules, uh, re, uh, you know, uh, evolved, uh, and and they changed because of his, uh, you know, LA Galaxy signing him. A big time manager that is like, what is all this Tam stuff? Throwing up, throwing the paperwork. Slapping it all away, being right. like, "Yo, I'm done with this. Get me something better." And maybe that calling is the- Don Garber and saying, "Can I speak to your manager?" And he's like, "No, I am. <laughs> I'm the guy." And they're like, "What?" <laughs> okay. Nah. He's like, "Pirlo, why do you have a Karen haircut? <laughs> why do you need to do all that?" <laughs> so you got the back spiked up in the front to the. <laughs> can, can somebody at Fubo do a, a picture of Pirlo with a Karen haircut, please? <laughs> please, that eight plus eight haircut. Please put it on Pirlo while he's just holding a glass of wine and make it rosé. Just add or white Zinfandel to add to the Karen. Uh, so hopefully uh, that'll be, uh, you know, we're going to see a lot of coaching changes, but hopefully a big move like that. And maybe, uh, you know, one of these uh, one of these guys will end up uh, coaching in Major League Soccer. It'll be a, 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 an incredible thing to see. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some U.S. men's national team news. Uh, the the upcoming uh, Nations League roster has been released. Some uh, some some surprises, some disappointments. How you feeling? Uh, maybe uh, specifically about the Daryl DK omission uh, from this Nations League roster. I mean, I kind of I thought it was automatic that he would get in. He's just been playing relatively well. I know he kind of had a little bit of a slowdown towards the uh, end of the Barnsley season, but. Um, you know, just it's such a feel-good story. You know, guy yeah. gets drafted in MLS, 
ends up playing in Europe, possibly helping his club get promoted. You know, like that kind of stuff you would expect. But I thought even for just his height, at the very least, right? Because uh, what uh, Josie's not in there, so I was like, all right, maybe like Daryl. But you got that um, Sabichu kid in there, mm-hmm. who's playing for um, Young Boys uh, over in what is it, Switzerland, Sweden, yeah, a place yeah, that starts with an S. That's all you need to know. But yeah, they won their league, and uh, you know, six three. I think DK is six two. So you're like, all right, at least we have a little bit of extra height in there. Okay. Um, but when you look at what um what's his name Burhalter what's his name Coach Burhalter, <laughs> uh, friend of the show. Uh, when you look at what Co- uh, Coach Burhalter said, he said he basically took people based on their current form, and Sabichu has been playing incredibly well, mm-hmm. and he likes his movement in the penalty box, which you know again is important for his system. So kind of makes sense. I still would have liked to have seen Daryl Tika get the chance at Nations I, League because I don't think he's going to get the chance at Gold Cup. You know, uh, let's see. I, I think. Uh, I think he might get a chance uh, at Gold Cup. And who knows uh, what happens uh, through these matches. I mean, there could be uh, an injury. Like, DK is probably next up in line uh, to get an opportunity. So, uh, but the it's looking like, I mean, some of the names, I've, you know, obviously Zach Steffen uh, is back on there. But this is the first time, you know, that we're go- going to see the U.S. men's national team, the best available roster in a meaningful match we have not because missing out on the world cup we haven't really gotten to see that we haven't really gotten to see that combination of the european based players the mls based base players because of covid restrictions and travel and now everybody's here and now we, we can't have any more excuses right because zach stefan premier league champion uh, uh as of when we're recording this possible champions league winner christian pulisic might have won champions league as well uh we we got to beat Honduras right in this first, in that first uh, Nations League match. When you simply look at the <laughs> rosters lined up, we're very Man United, and Honduras <laughs> is very Villarreal, and that scares me though because one of the differences between playing, you know, like some of these, uh, you know, Club Bruges, Anderlecht, Barca for Sergio Dest, Juventus for Weston McKenney, you know, Chelsea, Borussia Dortmund for a couple of players, Werder Bremen. These clubs tend to play other clubs that were like. All right, you're going to pass a lot. We're going to pass a lot. Honduras is like, you know, wearing like brass knuckles when they walk into a fight. They play a little different in, in Central America. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. They, they win the game sometimes. It's in those little margins and, and how fast they can draw some, some fouls. And again, no, not disparaging Honduras in any way, shape, or form because they have been a tough competition for us in the past. And there's been moments where I'm like, yo, they seem to have our number. It's just these matches are different. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, it Cap is a little different. <laughs> it isn't the, you know, even in the Olympic qualifying, which when we saw the roster, it, it felt a little bit like a little overconfident. And, and we saw that play out. Uh, we lost to, uh, <laughs> to Honduras as well. Mm-hmm. It, it, there is a, a you know, for, for a lot of other CONCACAF nations, you know, when playing against the U.S. is a big deal. It is not only... Um, f- 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 um, for sporting purposes, but other countries are like, this is the villain that we have to defeat, and right. we have to. So and there's if, usually if, like geopolitical reasons <laughs> for it. You know what I mean? There's yeah, a, there's yeah. a broad inspiration for them wanting to beat us. It reminds me of the FA Cup when like this, you know, fifth tier, you know, club is playing against you know a Premier League club, and it seems like everyone in that town, everyone in that fan base, is pushing for these for these uh, you know players to beat this massive squad. And sometimes that happens if that massive squad is caught sleeping or caught lacking. 
Yeah, yeah. You know so, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They, and so this, what I'm hoping with this roster, I mean, it, it is literally all of our best available players. I mean, Please. And, and, and in the last, you know, since missing out on the World Cup and, and being able to, uh, you know, the, the, the accolades that uh, uh, American male soccer players have collected in just these, you know, three years is unimaginable. Uh, and, it, and it's unprecedented. So we'll see if uh, if the confidence is there when it comes to CONCACAF because it's a whole different competition. And by the okay? way, we have no clue what Nations League is, but we know we <laughs> want to win it. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I, I want to get to a, a couple unboxings. We've been uh, getting, uh, I mean, people, the, the kindness has, have, has been through the roof. Shouts to us. Shouts really? to us for, really, for getting free stuff. But no, we always I appreciate mean... the love from uh, the American soccer community. We we, we want to start uh, with this from... Uh, I mean, packaging alone right here, huh? Yeah, dude. A little Temecula. I Remember that meme, the- Meet Me in Temecula? Excuse the guy me? was, like, fighting on the... Uh, <laughs> these two dudes were uh, were fighting on the internet. And the one dude told him, like, yo, come meet me in Temecula. <laughs> You remember that? I don't remember that, but that sounds That's pretty good. That's what I know Temecula for. I actually went to a, a wedding in uh, Temecula. For uh, you, you know Dan Mintz, uh, he does the voice of Tina on Bob's Burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, good friends uh, with his wife Margie. We did comedy together, and I went to that wedding in Temecula. Look at that! Nice, cool pins. And look at this: a koozie, a koozie. Well, apparently they don't make their jersey in double XL because your boy just got a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they love. It says love on there. Thank you, uh, Temecula FC. Shouts to Temecula FC for, uh, for the love. Yeah, I, I got. I actually also got a, uh, I believe, a coaster from Temecula, but my dog ate it. My dog <laughs> chewed up the coaster. Right. That good excuse. <laughs> so, nutmeg this, is, speaking uh, of packaging, in. this is pretty cool. Okay. Shouts this to- is from Lansing Common. And I just wanted to read this because it said, uh, dear, it's a long message, but I just wanted to say, dear Christian Alexis, uh, we've been long fan, uh, we've long been big fans of your show and appreciate all that you do for American soccer. As a community based club, we admire the communities that you have built and support through your show. So thank you so much, uh, Lansing Common. Uh, out, this is the excellent kit. Uh, it's kind of fire. I like this. This reminds me of, uh, you know what it reminds me of? What? Two things, paintball and uh, like cookies and cream ice cream with the Ooh. Oreos in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, people see you and be like, I want to take a bite out of him. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that mint chocolate chip? Because <laughs> uh, that boy looked like two scoops. Shouts to Lansing Common. Thank you so much. It's, a, it's amazing uh, what people are doing in the American soccer community, just try, trying to grow the game. Uh, we're trying to do the same. So if, uh, especially if you're in that area, uh, support uh, your local clubs. Uh, and, and pick up a kit if uh, if you, you just want to look fly and look like a mint chocolate chip cookie. Okay? <laughs> All right. Yo, when we get back, we got Mike Ryan Ruiz. Let's go. Hey, everybody. This is Alexis. I want to break into this show with a word from one of our sponsors, Live Breathe Football. Uh, absolutely incredible soccer specific streetwear brand. I'm not exactly sure what category they fit in. I just know that everything they sell is fly and also functional. So if you're like Christian and you play soccer, you want to get this gear. If you're like me and you just want to look fly around the game of soccer, you also want to get this gear. And I can't explain to you how dope 
Aboon has been to us, the owner of Liberty Football and the designer. He has been a supporter of our show since day one, and it's so dope to see how far the brand has come. Again, Dwayne Wade just wore his shorts, and by the way, he wasn't the only one, okay? I recently took Wifey out on a trip to Puerto Rico, and I had the same exact shorts. And let me tell you something, nobody stopped me and said, yo, are you Dwayne Wade? But I felt like it, you know what I mean? I felt like a million bucks. I felt like I could dunk, you know what I mean? I felt like I could open my own winery, okay? Wifey was like, why are you Googling Gabrielle Union? I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just preparing myself. You know what I mean? Because I think I'm becoming Dwayne Wade, you know? Uh, But in reality, the shorts are absolutely dope. There's always just the quality of the gear. I can't express enough. He does not. Aboon does not just go out and find shorts and throw his name on it. He designs it from the ground up with you in mind. I look dope as hell in these shorts. And it's hard to get clothes for big dudes that look dope also in streetwear. And his clothes does that. It also looks good on any body type. It's absolutely incredible. you got to go to livebreathefootball.com and check out his streetwear. It's absolutely incredible. The shorts, the sweats, the, the workout gear, the, the everyday gear. It's all amazing. And if you use the code GULLIEST, you're going to get 15% off. Live, breathe, football, F-U-T-B-O-L, livebreathefootball.com. Go there. Put Gullius, spend your money. It'll be absolutely worth it. Right now, 15% off for using the code Gullius. LiveBreatheFootball.com. All right, now we got esteemed guests that come on this show, and this is no different, Christian. Exactly. We're, we're, we're trying to go through the entire Levitard roster. Right, uh, one, by had, one. <laughs> one by we're, one. We it's had, like a video um, game. But like the one that came free with the with the game with the with the console, and your mom's too cheap to buy another one, so you're like, whatever, I'm just gonna beat this one. You know? We had Amin on the show. Uh, yeah, we're 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 trying to get to the final boss at, at some point. <laughs> Who so. is that? That's that's the dad, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, this next guest you've probably heard on Chelsea Mic'd Up. You've probably heard, as we mentioned on the Dan Levitard show, you've probably heard him. Uh, if you live near him, screaming every time Timo Werner misses a wide-open net and just no keeper in front of him, yet somehow finds a way to not score. Uh, I can see the look on his face already. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the one, the only, Mike Ryan Ruiz, everybody! It's going to be like that, huh? Yeah, we had to start that way. Like Actually, I don't, even, I don't even yell anymore. Anytime he scores, I'm like, something's wrong. VAR, here comes VAR. Even my wife knows that she doesn't celebrate those. It's actually now I VAR is a good thing for me because it's only a pleasant surprise. If a goal stands, then I then I actually get up and celebrate. Now I just know not to celebrate. I sit on my hands. If I say anything, it's to warn other people that it's probably coming off the board if Timo scored. <laughs> I love the, the, just the, the acceptance of, yeah. of just the reality yeah. of, of his his tenure at at, at Chelsea. Uh, but let's let's start very quickly. Look, we are taping this before the Champions League final, uh, so people will be seeing this after it happens. But l- let's let's uh, you know, I, I was listening uh, to 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 mic'd up. And and, uh, and there is a um, – this is what I find interesting about Chelsea fans right now. I saw you on Twitter with the why not shirt, this underdog story of Chelsea who has won Champions yeah. League several mm. times. Whose owner's <laughs> boat is so big it's larger than most countries' islands. I, I, I believe there is like a blue whale foreskin on the seats. Yeah, we'll be yeah. Hashtag- 
with a ragtag Russian oligarch club that could. Um, yeah. Basically what late is Orient. this underdog story yeah. that is this narrative that is being created? Yeah, we're basically late in Orient headed into this final. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, our leading scorer has seven goals. It's uh, <laughs> it is, it is honestly. It, you're right. It, it, we can't exactly be a Cinderella underdog, <laughs> given that we spent more money than anybody this transfer. Not if Cinderella is the U.S. Army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah uh, we won that exercise in in Korea against Iraq. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not exactly that, but look, this is the biggest in terms of the the lines to lift the cup. This is the biggest underdog I can recall since another ragtag group led by the greatest Premier League midfielder of all time and DDA Drogba uh, went into uh, Munich and, and beat Bayern Munich. This is, by all accounts, one of the more sided, one of the more one sided finals in the eyes of the sports books, anyways. I mean, and I think one of the main reasons why is because y'all suck in finals, man. <laughs> Chelsea can't win an FA Cup final. Yeah. What are you? You're going in as an underdog, and you're also going in playing pretty badly. It seems like everyone's kind of figured out Tuchel and his uh, defensive strategy. What, what do you think? Let me. We'll talk about the final in a second, but look at the season you've had, and I know what you're going to say, and just be ready because we're prepared for it. I don't it. think you know what I'm going to say, but Hold feel on. free to lighten up your criticisms. My <laughs> here's, God. here's what I'm going to ask: we're Do you think okay. Chelsea has had a good season? I don't know if Chelsea are good. If you listen to Chelsea, my job, I, I, every week I'm like, are, are we good now? And we're playing uh, certainly under Tuchel, our, our worst bit of form headed into this final. But I think what you're saying certainly has merit when you were, what, one for our last four cup finals. And, I mean, we beat Arsenal, who's pretty bad in finals themselves. So that, I'm an Arsenal <laughs> fan, so thank you for that. Yeah, a little bit of banter. I, for <laughs> one, don't like banter. Um, wait, the final score was 4-1. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, we lost a Carabao, a mighty cup final. Uh, against Manchester City, Maurizio Sarri and Kepa had their dust up, and we've lost back-to-back FA Cups. Where, but I, I'm sure you know, being that we're the ragtag underdog campaign against <laughs> Chelsea, yeah. we didn't even get uh, a replay on a handball in either of those Cup finals. <laughs> I can't uh, wait for the for the boys to win the Champions League and go back to the factory. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> the shoe you know, factory. Miners out there, and <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep in mind this is their third job. Many yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah well, people always talk about be. Farmers League. They're talking yeah. about Chelsea, right? We have actual farmers. Actual farmers. <laughs> I believe our back line is literally a, a line of, of corn. That, yeah, uh, and your midfield is organic. Uh, yeah. So that's really great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, jokes aside, I, I'm obviously worried. Now, while they've not been great in cup finals lately, they have been pretty good against City in their last two yeah. uh, matches with them. Everybody wanted to send Gareth Bale a holiday card, but really this this was kind of Chelsea being in the top four was kind of solidified with that performance against Manchester City and Marcus Alonso's stoppage time winner. People always want to go with uh, the banter, but Chelsea basically had two playoff games to get into the top four against Manchester City and Leicester and came out on top. But yes, I'm with you. I have the ultimate respect for Pep Guardiola and Manchester City. That team is overwhelming at times, and Chelsea are not playing very well right now. So it is an underdog mentality in that they're legitimately a heavy underdog headed into this. 
The other, the other thing I wanted to ask about is Christian Pulisic, because every single time this season has been interesting, especially after the, the season he had last season, where it, it seemed like he was ready to be a, a locked-in starter. As, uh, you know, as U.S. men's national team fans, just American soccer fans, we see it when he's benched. We're like, what, what does Tuchel have something out for him? What is the he problem? He hates America. How, <laughs> how do you manage the, 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 you know, the, the, that U.S. men's national team pride and then also seeing Pulisic get benched? Do so you think it's fair? I've gotten used to it, um, quite honestly. Uh, I think I had the toughest time with it early on. Um, because I believed Christian Pulisic, you know, I'm American. I believe him to be the player that he was during Project Restart. I, I think he just needs a consistent shot, but you have to keep in mind, for all the injury history that he had, Frank Lampard was trusting him quite a bit towards the end of his days. He was getting his most consistent run of playing time and, and most consistent run of good health, and he wasn't really producing this, uh, that special quality that he was producing at such a high clip during Project Restart. So now I see Timo Werner. Um, I know we play Mason Mount up there. Uh, Kai Havertz, Christian Pulisic. Uh, Tammy can't even... Look, if, if anybody has a right to be really angry, it's Tammy Abraham. He's not on this Euro squad because yeah. he, he was Chelsea's leading scorer in all competitions, and now he can't even make the bench. So... In getting to know a lot of these guys, as I've had, I know everyone is rooting for each other, and I tr- end up trusting the manager. I think Thomas Tuchel's earned that. I think tactically, Christian delivers something a little bit off the bench that we are sorely needing. And I actually, I know a lot of Americans are going to be waiting with bated breath, hoping that he starts this Champions League final, as am I. I'm American. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and revel in the fact that I, I want the American to start and, and have that for my country. But as a Chelsea fan, I think the best use of Christian Pulisic in this match might be as that super sub, given the matchup. Yeah, well, one thing I always loved was uh, I draw Cancelo of Manchester City talking about Christian Pulisic, and he said the the defend the the player he hates defending the most is Christian Pulisic, which is just it blows your mind yeah. to hear just a Brazilian say that about an American player. It just makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately, uh, Christian, ultimately, it's it's in Christian's hands, right? He he hasn't exactly had the productivity yet to make him head and shoulders a starter ahead of the likes of Kai Havertz, uh, Tammy, Mason, Timo. And the cool thing is you can play with even Ziyech. Ziyech was a big signing for this club. Ziyech is barely playing. They all offer something that is a bit matchup dependent, and not a single one of them is really, outside of Mason, has really set themselves apart. They've all gone through their struggles, so it's going to be a mighty decision. Well, speaking of spending way too much money on players you don't necessarily need, Harry Kane is on the market, <laughs> and Chelsea seems to be a club that, regardless of the fact that you just have an overwhelming amount of expensive players, you're still linked to possibly buying them. It's looking like $150 million. Everyone's talking Manchester City or United and possibly Chelsea. One, do you want Harry Kane? Do you think he's worth $150 million? And who do you replace with him? Who do you replace him uh, for, and is it Timo Werner? <laughs> Uh, I I, uh, I always envisioned Timo locking that up, and I kind of am hoping for a rapid ascension to the mean here for for Timo because a lot of it's his fault and poor finishing. A lot of it's just he's like the unluckiest player I've ever seen. But to answer your question, (laughs) I rate Harry Kane. I think Harry Kane 
offers something that Chelsea are sorely lacking this season. Obviously, you're talking about the Golden Boot winner, uh, a person that has the most assists in the Premier League, and Chelsea's leading scorer has seven. It's Jorginho <laughs> yeah. uh, in the Premier League. So we obviously could use him. I don't think Tottenham would ever sell him. We did this with Luka Modric. Like, I don't think Tottenham would ever sell him to Chelsea. Uh, and I also think that I don't. I don't think he himself would want to go to Chelsea. Um, if he did, I mean, certainly I can't blame him because being a, a Spurs player has got to got to make you consider all <laughs> sorts of desperate situations. Uh, yeah. I would, I'm a I'm a Halan guy. Uh, I'm I'm an Erling Halan guy, and I think that's the fit for me. Uh, At first, personally. I thought you said halal, and I'm like, all right, we talking food now? Let's go. <laughs> you know, I'm a halal guy. Yeah, a little beef and chicken <laughs> mix over the rice. Is, is incredible. Because I'm not, I'm not used to hearing uh, like sort of the European slang. Uh, uh-huh. When you said irate Harry Kane, I heard I race Harry Kane. And I'm like, okay, interesting piece of yeah. content. I would yeah, like to see. Him. <laughs> He's got some pace. For He's younger than people give him credit for. It. I just Look, assumed you raised them eating halal food. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think you can beat me while he's eating halal guy. Um, All right. Um, yeah. Mike, we, we have uh, our supporters group. Uh, they are the Gully Squad, and we have questions from our supporters for you. So let's get to that. Uh, we have uh, our first question from uh, Douglas Reyes-Cerrone. He's a D.C. United supporter, uh, and he had asked, he has, how has uh, life changed for you managing two independent major podcasts now and bringing on your Chelsea co-host into uh, the other show, obviously Chris Whittingham. Yeah, Chris Whittingham. I, I, I flatly couldn't do any of my properties w- without Chris Whittingham. Anytime someone approaches me about a podcast or, or a big podcast uh, obstacle, uh, I say I need Chris Whittingham on this. So he's he's great. Uh, it's a lot. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. It's a it's a <laughs> You're lot. busy man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't really kidding. I have planned bathroom breaks in my schedule now. It's, it's that crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how sustainable it is, but I look at it as a down payment on the future. And a lot of our creative energy right now is going into planning this big 24 hour kickoff of our DraftKings partnership on on the Levitard show. And that's going to be an absolute bear. I'm not treating it like the finish line because I, yeah. I even though I might collapse over it by the end of <laughs> by the end of it, but yeah, it, it's a lot. Like I said, it's all a down payment on, so I don't have to do this and in, well into my forties, and I can just have some other Chris Winningham or Mike Ryan type uh, do all the <laughs> yes. work, and I can just take uh, take. And all I love work. I love the name of of the marathon free freedom freedom. Yeah, freedom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, uh, freedom. yeah, you you guys have been offering that for years. Uh, yeah. which is very <laughs> yeah. kind of you. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you very much for your kind words, and obviously it's a. Good Good problem to have because Chelsea performing and getting to all these cup finals on the men's and women's side meant for a lot of extra episodes because our audience really responds to the more that we do. So I'm kind of wearing it a little bit right now. And on top of that, I've got two playoff series for my basketball and hockey teams. That's the, that's also giving me a lot of anxiety. But we'll <laughs> that's make- actually our next question is from Jackson Valley said in the midst of the Miami Tampa NHL series, would you want to see Tampa get an MLS club so you can continue your hate of the city? Uh, uh, the city who invented the Cuban sandwich, by the way. Yeah, I hear that. They, they'll always have that ba- uh, banter over us. It's better than Miami. <laughs> All right. It's better in Miami. Everything is better in Miami. Tampa is humid Pittsburgh, basically. <laughs> uh, 
never. never. Yeah. That's so yeah. funny. <laughs> so wait, Cleveland in the summer then? <laughs> whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. I'm a Browns fan. Yeah, yeah a, I apologize. Is, I, I heard, and wow, why? That is, a, that is a crown jewel of America's heartland. <laughs> that yeah, is really such a shame. Along. Yeah. Look, I, I haven't had a lot of uh, happiness uh, in my sports supporting life. The Cleveland Browns trying to really bring down the average that Chelsea and the Miami Heat have, uh, <laughs> have done so well. If there was promotion and relegation in the NFL, what high school team would the Browns be playing next weekend? Right. Okay. <laughs> I thought that this was just going to be banter for my, my European football club. Come on, I'm a Giants fan. I had to do it. Look, man, like, out, of, out of all years, we won a playoff game for the first time in my life. The parade looked it. amazing. <laughs> 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 One thing I would suggest, I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, there's a good friend of ours, his name is Dan Wilbur. He does it, he's from Ohio, and he does a great joke about the Cleveland Browns and their logo and how it's just a helmet. I don't know if you've ever seen this posted around, but please look up Dan Wilbur. Cleveland Browns, and it's one of the funniest jokes. I, I literally, I laugh every time he does it. Um, okay, Mike, thank you so much for joining us, man. Uh, an absolute honor. Uh, we're huge fans. Uh, is there anything you want to let uh, people know about before we sign off? Yeah, make sure to follow the Lebatard Show on their social media channels at Lebatard Show to get all the information on our upcoming free dumb marathon that will kick off Friday, June 4th at noon and run all the way to noon on Saturday, June 5th. I plan on being up all 24 hours. It's not just us winging it either. You're, we're, we've got a, a lot of ambitious plans for this thing, not to raise expectations. Inevitably, everything will go wrong. So at okay. Love Heart Show for all the latest there. And please support if you're a Chelsea supporter or if you just want to hear um, good one-sided preview of the Champions League final <laughs> at uh, Chelsea Mike Up have you covered. It's the official club podcast. We get tremendous interviews and access given to us by the club. We've interviewed basically every player on the team, uh, including Timo Werner, who yeah, you can't help but end up rooting for because he is so nice and honest about these struggles. So make sure to go to the archive and listen to that. Such a shame uh, he kept missing the interview. No, he was on time. <laughs> he, was, he was on time. <laughs> This is this all culminates with the Timo Werner Hattie. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> we're we're like, have Mike, Mike, just come do our show real quick so we could be mean to you. you know? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. I know you're busy, uh, but really, let us roast really you. Really my time here. Can't wait to do this again. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much, man. Um, everybody, make sure you follow us at Soccer Cooligans on all social platforms. Make sure you uh, follow at Fubo Sports and subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the program. Uh, okay, Mike, we have a couple pieces of business. Uh, we have to get to our Golasso gift. This is our uh, time. This is uh, we give you a scenario. You can celebrate a goal, and we'll, we will turn it into a gift. You can do whatever you like. Uh, Alexis, do you want to give him a scenario? Yes, you. For some reason, you get called into the champ. Champions League final. It's the 90th minute. You need one more. You need one goal to, to win. Timo Werner, no keeper and goal, bangs it off the crossbar, but then it smashes you in the face and it goes in. <laughs> Mike, Mike Ryan Ruiz, how are you celebrating that goal? Ha <laughs> <laughs> 
Then he goes on the podcast and talks about what a great assist. Yeah, world class. It's a hockey assist if it goes off the crossbars. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Look, one of the one of the hardest working men in show business. So absolutely honored to have you on the show. Let us wrap up the show the way we normally do, as is tradition. So for Mike Ryan Ruiz, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The assholes.